Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington. So before we dive into today's episode, which will be a very empowering and inspiring conversation with FBS Salter, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. And also, if you need additional support, don't forget that we have our courses down below on manifestation, self-love, lifestyle design, shop our soft life uh, collection, and then also grab your free self-love guide, which is all linked down below, and join us over on Patreon to really join our growing community. So with that, let's dive into today's episode. So I'd like to welcome Effia Salter. She's a mindset and manifestation coach, clinical hypnotherapist, and podcast host of The Manifest Edit. Her mission is centered around empowering ambitious women to stop playing small and access their innate magic so they can expand their current reality. So I am so excited. So welcome, Alfia. Thank you so much for having me. I am so looking forward to our conversation today. Absolutely. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about your story and also what led you to your own manifestation journey and then teaching others how to, you know, manifest through ease? So my journey with manifestation actually began when I was a lot younger. I grew up in a quite spiritual household and we also grew up next to a Buddhist monastery. So after school, we'd run home and then we'd skip over the back fence and spend a lot of our time there. And then moving into adulthood, I definitely had a challenging time in my childhood, um, which was largely due to the fact that my mom passed away when I was 14, which left Mm -hmm. my siblings and I orphaned. And, you know, that is a really difficult thing to deal with as a teenager on top of all the normal teenager things that you're going through. So I always just had this kind of feeling of discovering who I was and wanting to know what I wanted, but also feeling like I had to keep up appearances of everything being okay on the outside. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Oh no, I was going to say like it's a testament to to your to your strength as a person. You could, you know, lose their mother at such a young age but then still be able to find their way. Yeah, I mean, it definitely took some time and I think when you go through something like that at such a young age, you don't really have the tools and the knowledge to process that properly. So what I found was it definitely came out at a later point where I was being called to face these feelings that I hadn't actually dealt with, but I thought I had. 100%, 100%. So I love that you talk about giving yourself a permission slip to shine. So you really allow yourself to step into your own power and your own magic. So how did you, you know, give yourself that permission slip? When was the first time where you were like, you know what, I'm going to step into my magic. I'm going to step into my power. I'm going to give myself permission to shine. You know, the moment that really stands out to me was when I had gone back to uni to study my master's. Mm -hmm. And during that time of studying my master's, I very quickly began to realize that I hadn't gone back to school for the right reasons of passion and really hoping that this degree that I was pursuing was going to further me in my career. I'd really just gone back because... 
I wasn't sure what to do after my first degree and I knew that I was good at studying and I knew that I would be supported financially by my social workers if I chose to go back and do a second degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a lot of people are aware of this, but when you, especially in Scotland, you are in the care system and then when you age out at about 18, you're in kind of leaving care and they will support you in transitioning in things like to going to university and those first steps just when you're in those years of aging out of care so when you finish uni typically what happens is that's really the last that you ever hear from them and you're no longer getting support from them whether it's emotional support financial support or any other kind of thing so knowing that I think that played a huge role in my decision to go back and do my master's because I didn't fully feel ready to be on my own in a way um And I was like very aware that that was something that was going to be happening. So I realized after going back to study my master's, that it wasn't really something that was for me. And it led to a period of really bad depression and anxiety. And I was struggling to get through it and also wondering why I put myself through it. And as I was beginning to come to the end of that degree, I knew that what came next actually had to prioritize me and my desires, not just what I thought I should be doing. I love that. And I think it goes back to when you were talking about when you were 14 and you, you know, lost your mom and you sort of had to put on a happy face, like just smile through it. Everything is okay. And I think when we go through certain types of trauma, particularly as children, it really makes us disconnect from ourselves. We disconnect from our own intuition. We disconnect from our own humanity and emotions and feelings because we're looking outside of ourselves or we feel like we can't tap into it because it's either too painful or we won't be supported or it's not safe to. And so I find it that it's really interesting that, you know, even as you got older and you were going to uni, there was still that disconnect there because you were still searching for that support that emotional support and it was still almost like survival mode and so that was really what prompted you to go into well the next thing I do has to be for me so you like had to return back to home and return back to self and I think that you know everyone listening and 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 in who will who will hear this can definitely and myself included will definitely identify with that you know that moment in your life where you're like well wait a minute you know, what is it that I actually need? You know, what is it that I actually want? How can I feed myself? How can I connect to myself? How can I get to know who I am? I had one of those moments in um, therapy a couple years ago where I was like, you know what? I don't really know who I am. You know, I didn't know really who I was at my core, what my identity was. So do you have any um, guidance on people who feel that way where maybe they don't know who they are, they're not sure who their identity is, and they want to connect back to self. Do you have any guidance on on how to start that journey? Oh my goodness, yes. And I think you brought up so many important points there, and particularly with that connection to intuition. It's not something that we, we learn about at a young age. So you don't know that you're disconnected from your intuition until you actually know what it feels like to be connected to your intuition, to be fully present with yourself and to be comfortable with that. It's also important that you are creating space for that exploration. So what I find with my clients is if they come to me in their in that period where, like you said, a couple of years ago in therapy, where you're like, I'm not actually sure who I am. Mm-hmm. What I typically see is people feeling like this is a bad thing, that you're starting from zero. But even the realization that 
you don't know who you are is is an invitation for conversation with yourself and exploration and rather than making that mean something about you what if it could just be an invitation to to go on this journey and see where it takes you so discovering your identity is actually such a key piece of my manifestation process because I think when it comes to manifestation so many people are going into it looking at okay well what are my intentions what do I want to have what will look good what will make this happen how do I want to look on the outset without actually thinking about what are my values and how can I create a life that's in alignment with my values and in order to know that you you do need to know what your identity is or at least be open to that journey that journey of discovery no, absolutely. And and what came up for me when you were talking, particularly about, you know, manifesting, it's like really turning back to your authentic self. Like, what is it that you truly want? And what is it that you truly desire, like without condition? Because I think even when we talk about what, you know, what is it that you want to manifest or what do you want to call into your life? I think initially, when we're not tapped into our authentic self, we think of like the top line things. Well, I want to be a boss, babe. I want this car. I want that. And it's all pretty cookie cutter because I think sometimes we don't take the time to sit back and think, well, how would I live my life if it was up to me? Not up to society, not up to Instagram, not up to my friends or my family or whatever the case is. How would I design my life? if I was actually the authority of my life. And that would look different for everybody, you know? So I I agree with you when it comes to like manifesting, you really want to think about who am I authentically and how do I want my life to look? And then how do I create that aligned self and value with what I'm calling into my life? Mm, Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there and that authentic self. And also what you said about, what do I want and not going with the cookie cutter is that I always say that I support people with manifesting their extraordinary lives and people are like oh well I want this but what if this isn't extraordinary is like just because it isn't extraordinary to someone else doesn't mean that it's not extraordinary to you we're all coming from different places and we all have different desires and a big part of my manifestation journey was actually realizing that so many of the things that I was trying to manifest were not actually for me they were for Mm -hmm. other people So when you actually realize what it is that you want to create for yourself, you are creating your own version of extraordinary. And maybe that's, I just want to have 10 extra minutes in the day. Maybe it's something completely different, but just because it doesn't look like what you feel it should, doesn't mean that it isn't important. Doesn't mean that it isn't powerful in its own way. 100%. And I think, um, I think what is extraordinary is people who decide that I'm going to live my life on my own terms. Like that's the extraordinary bit because the average person, the ordinary person, whether they are multimillionaires or stars or just your average Joe are living their life based on somebody else's blueprint for them or, you know, projected expectations of them, you know? So I do, cause like the, we, even when you talk to people who are like super famous, they're like, well, I didn't really want this life. My mom wanted this life or like my agent did, or I have to support my family or whatever it is. I really want to go live in a farm in Ireland or something, you know? And it's so funny, not funny, but I think like that's what's extraordinary is when people are able to say, I'm just going to live my life how I feel called to live it. 
And I think that's such a powerful thing. And, and I agree, you know, it's, it could be just I want to find 10 minutes in the day to myself or I want to live in a farm or I want to go drive a Lamborghini, like whatever it is, as long as it's truly aligned with, with who you authentically are, your higher self, your soul. And I also think like sometimes we don't give ourselves the grace to grow and to change, you know, and to change our minds. Sometimes we think, well, I said when I was 18, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to do this. And then maybe now you're 35 and you're doing that, but that no longer fulfills you. But but you feel like you can't change your mind because it's something you said you always wanted to do, you know? So I think giving ourselves that grace and that flexibility to check back in with our higher self, like, is this still what I want? Is this still the life that I am called to live? And so since we're talking about manifestation, do you want to talk us through a little bit of, you know, your manifestation process and, and sort of, you know, how do you define manifestation for your, for yourself and for your clients? To me, manifestation is the process of making it real from the thought that you have in your head, the idea, the wish, the hope that you have to everything that happens in between. So Yes, that's the meditation, the spiritual aspects, connecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's also the action that it actually takes for that to be something that you can experience in your reality. So I know some people are, you know, manifestation doesn't necessarily have to be the phrase that everyone uses. You know, mm -hmm. we're all manifesting all the time. It's just about bringing a conscious awareness to what you're already doing. And again, going back to that alignment piece, seeing if the things that you're doing are aligning with the life that you say that you want to create. It's one thing to make the decision, okay, I'm going to decide to live a life that's authentic to me. But how are you staying true to that vision when you are tested, when you are challenged, when you can't be bothered? How are you committing to those promises that you have made to yourself? I love that. And and what are some of the ways that you that that, that you manifest like do you do visualization, scripting, a combination of both? Like what's sort of like your approach to it? The vibes <laughs> I, I hear. Yes. So yeah. I have um, a five-step framework for manifestation. And mm -hmm. something I found with my own manifestation process and certainly the clients that I've worked with is it's kind of boring just to do the same thing over and over again all the time. And it's, <laughs> it's not really fitting for most people. So mm -hmm. rather than that, I like to take people through a process I call the vibes method. And each of those five steps is embodying the vibe of your higher self. So that's like we discussed on earlier with the identity piece and knowing what your values are so that you can create a life that's actually in alignment with it. Um, then we go into setting powerful intentions. So that's the difference between like, oh, yeah, it would be kind of nice to do this and actually having something that has a bit of fire behind it and is something that you're gonna see it through. Mm -hmm. And then this is when you have those values in place, it really makes the whole intention setting process completely different because it's no longer just shooting in the dark. You can really make those powerful intentions when you know it's something that aligns with your highest purpose for being here, for how you wanna live your life. And then we move into the final three steps, which are, I know who I am, I know what I want. And then usually around this point is when um, all the blocks come up, right? Mm. Oh, I can't do it. Why me? How am I going to make this happen? All those fears and doubts, which is your subconscious mind 
trying to protect you from doing something different. And so when we explore energetic blocks and boundaries, it's looking at not only the thoughts and feelings that are coming up for you, but how you are currently using the time and energy that you have right now. Because if you're saying one thing and acting in a different way, something's not quite in alignment there. And we need to rectify that in order to move forward in the best possible way. And then finally, we go into um, balancing feminine and masculine energy, which looks at how you are taking action. For some people, it's going to be more go with the flow. For some people, it's going to be more structured. And then finally, leaning into surrender, which is trusting both in the universe and yourself. So at any of these points, the practices are going to look completely different from person to person. So for me, I'm someone who, when it comes to visualizing, it's more of a concept for me because I don't see images in my mind's eye. When I look at my vision board, I'm not closing my eyes and seeing the pictures. Mm -hmm. I'm closing my eyes and thinking about the concepts and that's making me feel a certain way. Um, so it's really picking the practices that work best for you, not just picking a practice because someone's like, this is absolutely 100% the best practice when you don't know if it's the best practice for you. Like I am a die hard meditation girl. I've been meditating every day for the past three years, but I also know that meditation, people are not going to have the same relationship with it that I have. So I really recommend if you're listening to this podcast and you're finding your feet or you're refinding your feet to pick a couple of practices and stick with them for, you know, a good amount of time to actually see whether something's for you, not just do it for one day and then be like, oh, this is a bit challenging, obviously not for me. Um, <laughs> really give yourself the time to see if it resonates, check in with your intuition. You know, you can actually ask yourself questions. Does this resonate with me? Am I feeling the way that I want to feel right now? And if I'm not feeling the way that I want to feel right now, what could I do to shift things to feel differently? Absolutely. And it's almost full circle back to the being your authentic self and really knowing what works for you. Because like you said, you know, some people it's like, oh, I visualize and that's how I get there. Or I meditate, I script, that's how I get there. I do affirmations. But it's really about just like you said, the feeling, like what brings you to that feeling state of, of embodying the wish fulfilled, of embodying the desire, of, of embodying the version of you who has what you want. And sometimes the way we get to that feeling can look different. So I, I love that it's almost like full circle of it where it's not just listen to what somebody says, but like check in with yourself. Like, is this technique working for me? Does it make me feel good? Does it get me, you know, into that embodied state, which I love? Um, so I have a question. This is one thing that I definitely struggle with when I'm intentionally manifesting is patiently waiting on it. I am like, where is it? I've been doing everything. I've been visualizing. I've been feeling it. I've been affirming. I've been scripting. I know it's mine. Why isn't it here yet? So do you have any guidance for us and for, for me too and for everybody listening who kind of gets impatient when we're waiting for our manifestation to show up? Oh, totally. And I can definitely resonate with this as well because I'm not necessarily a patient person. Like I'm someone I'm like listening to my podcast at like 1.5 speed. I need things to be happening now, now, now. So yes, I can massively resonate with this. And it is also a lot of it comes to trust as well in trusting that things are working out. And it also, maybe this is a bit of a controversial thing to say, but I think that we place like so much 
um, power and weight in the eventual manifestation of things. Like if this doesn't work, then that means something about who I am as a person. If this doesn't work, then what does this mean about the life I've set out for myself? Rather than just having this inherent knowing that whatever way things work out, they are always going to work out for your highest good because they always have, because they've always led you to this point. So that's one thing that I think helps take a lot of pressure off of where is it, why isn't it happening? Mm -hmm. But also one of my favorite journal prompts that I love to do is what evidence do I have that it's already happening? Because the way that our brains are wired, that our subconscious brains are wired are to, to look for the danger, to look for the worst case scenario in every situation. This goes back to prehistoric times of being programmed to look for the danger to actually keep us alive. So it is a very good thing when used in the right context. However, mm -hmm. we don't need to be as on the lookout for imminent danger in today's times, but our brains are still operating that way. So in order to you know, be on board with the things that we're manifesting, we also at the same time need to be reprogramming the way that our subconscious minds are working. And that can be as simple as making that continual decision to check in with yourself. And that's why I love the journal prompt. What evidence do I have that this is already working? Because just as easily as you can find evidence that things aren't happening because it's not here yet, or that person said, no, that means that this opportunity isn't for me. When you consciously ask yourself, what evidence do I have that things are working? Oh, well, I got passed up for that opportunity. So that must mean I'm closer to my next yes. Or, you know, looking for the evidence is, is just one of my favorite things because <laughs> it's kind of positively gaslighting yourself, but it always works. No, I, I, I love that. And I had never heard of that particular journal prompt. And I'm, I like wrote it down because that's what I'm going to go to. What evidence do I have that this is already working? I love that. That's super powerful. Okay. So I have another question for you. So I think another thing that we struggle with when we're manifesting is how do you know the difference between when you are trying to control or manipulate the how versus taking inspired action? Because sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, I could do this and I could do this to get it. This is inspired action. But then I'm like, is it? Or am I trying to control and manipulate things in order to get what I want? Mm, I love that question. Mm -hmm. Well, I think first of all is, how does it feel when you're doing it? Does it feel right? Does it feel good? Or do you feel like kind of angsty? Do you feel not very good about the action that you're taking? I think for me, I know that I'm taking inspired action when, number one, I just want to point out that it's easy to dissuade and waylay yourself. So I don't want you to, you the listener, to hear this advice mm -hmm. and think, oh, well, I'm just going to sit around and wait till that inspiration hits me because then otherwise you're going to be waiting for a really long time. You also have to inspire yourself to take the action, right? Because we're not always going to be motivated to do the thing. We're not always going to feel like it and we're not always going to feel 100%. I personally don't believe that you always need to be in a positive mood in order to manifest your desires. Sometimes I will be in the worst mood and I'm like, okay, let me just do one thing that is going to move me closer today. And even still in that having the worst day ever, I still feel good knowing that I have taken an action, which still feels inspired to me, even when I'm not feeling like, oh, on top of the world floating. So don't give yourself an out of your dreams, I have to say. 
but also the difference between that, oh, I'm manipulating the outcome um, and I'm doing something that is inspired is, is not having a toxic relationship with the universe. It's having a really healthy and positive relationship with the universe where you are checking in with your higher self, not just when it's related to your manifestations, but on a consistent basis where you are really tapped into your intuition and knowing what is a full body yes for you, knowing what's a no for you, and also being able to make difficult decisions. Sometimes inspired action might look like going in a completely different direction to what you thought you were supposed to do or what you thought you wanted to do, and still being able to trust yourself and the universe through that process of knowing that things are gonna work out for you. So that was a long roundabout way of saying that there is no one right way to, to do things or to know it. it is a very personal thing to you. But ultimately, when I struggle with these things or when my clients struggle with these things, what can be really helpful is personifying your relationship with the universe. Like if this was the relationship with a man or a woman, is the way that I'm communicating with the universe right now healthy and positive? Or am I being really demanding and unrealistic? And sometimes doing that can really help you just to make that little shift in your mind where you can act from a really empowered place. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I have another question for you about giving yourself permission after this super quick break. We'll be right back. Ready to unlock your true potential and manifest the life of your dreams? Then I've got something super special just for you. Our mind-blowing self-love and manifestation courses. Picture this, a journey of self-discovery where you'll find a deep well of self-love and acceptance. Say goodbye to self-doubt and hello to unshakable confidence. Our courses are designed to help you embrace your worthiness and tap into the incredible power of self-love. But that's not all. We'll also dive deep into the transformative world of manifestations. You'll learn proven tools and techniques and strategies to align your thoughts, beliefs, and actions with your wildest dreams. So get ready to create the success, happiness, love, and abundance that you deserve. So what are you waiting for? Head over to candywashington.com backslash courses to get started. Again, that's candywashington.com backslash courses. All right, and we're back. So I wanted to say I love what you were saying about knowing whether or not you are controlling or, or trying to manipulate the how versus taking inspired action with checking in on how you feel. You know, am I doing this from a place of anxiety or depression or am I doing this from a place of surrender and flow? You know, I always think inspired action should just feel like easy, almost like, oh, yeah, like, of course, I'm just going to go do this. Almost like a little prompt told you, like a little, you know, a little whisper said, hey, go do this. So I love that. And it all really goes back to, to the feeling aspect of it. So for those of us who are on our manifest manifestation journey, you know, I love that you talk about give yourself permission to get what you want. So how what does that look like? How can we start giving ourselves permission to truly go after what we want in life? So this is actually something I was talking about in my membership this month, is that in order to truly give yourself the permission to go after you want what you want, you have to stop and ask yourself, 
you ha- we're really not in the habit of stopping you know our whole lives are so fast we want everything now we are in totally invested in this microwave culture so in order to give yourself permission you actually need to stop and assess where you are currently at and if the life that you're currently living the way that you're currently showing up is how you want things to actually be and if you're not giving yourself the permission to go after it is also a matter of worthiness of knowing that you are worthy of your wildest dreams not for any actions that you do or for how you show up but simply because you exist in this planet and if you don't feel that you're worthy of your wildest dreams then that's another conversation to to have with yourself and something else that needs to be explored but i truly believe and i think it goes back to that um marianne williamson quote where she says mm-hmm. that our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate but that we are powerful beyond measure and people talk so often about the fear of failure fear of failure fear of failure but what about the fear of your own success what about the fear of your own light and the fear of what you could be capable of because that is a re- very real fear for people and and certainly the people that I work with although they're not maybe not have an awareness of that's what it is but fear mm-hmm. of success is a very real thing and you have to know that this life that you're dreaming of chose you to express it and you're really not serving anyone by choosing to shy away from it. And I know that what can often come in for people is like, well, if I choose to follow this path, then what about my family? What about my partner? What about my children? But you serve the people in your life the most when you show up as the fullest expression of yourself and when you give yourself permission to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I think that, you know, self-love, I think, is really the foundation for everything in life. And to me, self-love is really just learning to accept yourself for who you are and then having a very compassionate, self-forgiving, graceful relationship to yourself. Because the people who are giving themselves permission to get what they want, it's because they love themselves. You know, they don't always like who they are, but they love who they are. And because they love who they are, they don't feel that block of, I don't deserve Mm, so sure I think that's such a good point it's it's that I don't deserve that's really that underneath part of it and when I realized like that was a block I started doing like morning and like night like forgiveness like rituals in my mind where I would just be like you know I forgive myself I forgive everyone I forgive everything I have you know divine forgiveness because when you withhold self-forgiveness even when you get the thing you either don't enjoy it or you lose it because you don't think you deserve it. And that's why some people, you know, they can manifest something in and then it goes away or they get like hot and cold behavior with someone. It's because at the end of the day, in your belief system, you're still sort of thinking that, okay, well, I got it, but I don't deserve to keep it. Yeah. So what are some of the things that um, you talk to with your clients through that when they come to you like what what does that sort of look like or and also your membership you brought that up do you want to talk about that a little bit as well yeah absolutely so my membership program is called the becoming her collective and it's essentially about the identity piece that we talked about and so and something that I was noticing that a lot of my clients were coming to me is like how can I move through my limiting beliefs how can I move through my limiting beliefs but not realizing that is what is actually informing those limiting beliefs is also limiting identities, which are perpetuating those beliefs. So inside the collective, it's looking at 
not only rewriting your identity, but falling in love with who you already are and becoming the fullest expression of yourself through spiritual practices, through community, and through really giving yourself the permission to ask those bigger questions. So it's it's really magical to see people coming together to become the fullest expressions of themselves. I think spaces like this are so important, especially after the last few years where there has been a lot of isolation between people. I think just having that space where you can show up and you can be connected is is just so powerful. And I have forgotten the question that you asked before that. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, it's okay. I think I have to. It's fine. That was really good. That was, oh, what does, uh, when your clients come to you, what does that typically look like if someone wants to work with you one-on-one? You know, do you ask them what they, what they're seeking to call in or like, what does that sort of look like? Yeah. So it does begin with what are you seeking to call in? What are you currently unhappy with in, in your life at the moment? But what I find is, you only know what you know right now. So as you go on this journey of one-on-one coaching, you actually begin to unfold the deeper questions, the deeper vision, the deeper desires. And I think there's something really interesting about, oh, this is what I want. And then seeing, oh no, this is what I truly want. This is what's Mm -hmm. truly been holding me back because we are limited by our own blind spots. And as much as I'm a coach for other people. I also have my own blind spots. And I think it's so important to have that support in your life where, and (laughs) I always say this, I'm like to my friends, I'm like, I love you, but I also know that you're like very biased against your, you know, the advice that you get. You you have a um, argument with your partner and your friend's always gonna side with you because they're your friend. They're always gonna say that you've done the right thing even when you haven't. So I think it's really important to have people that are gonna lovingly call you out on your own BS. Um, and also ask you to step into the fullest expression of yourself, invite you to step into the fullest expression of yourself and help you create that space so that you not only have it while you're in the coaching container, but so that you continue that work for the rest of your life. I agree. I, I love the accountability part because sometimes it, it is hard to hold yourself or to hold people that you have, you know, a friendship or a family member relationship with. And and even when they do hold you accountable, you hear it differently because there's so much history with them. So I love that in your membership, you're able to create, you know, accountability with each other without the the history. Because if like my sister tells me something, I'm going to take it so differently if like someone in a membership tells me. So I love that you're creating that safe space where people can come and, and connect and hold each other accountable in, in a loving way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. When my sister says something, the way that I talk with my sister. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm like, okay, girl, now, like, <laughs> like I don't think so. But if like my best friend or a mentor or a coach or you know someone in a in a community in the membership group tells me something, I'll receive it so differently. <laughs> yeah. So, do you also want to talk about um, the law of polarity? You, you say it will set you free. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yes, I absolutely do. So the law of polarity, there's many universal laws, but one of them that I love the most, along with the law of action, which is you actually need to do something in order to get what you want, is the law of polarity, in which talks about our differences. And when we have things that we don't necessarily want or we're experiencing a life that we don't feel is in alignment, Going back to what I said earlier, as 
And to be honest, I don't even love really using the terms good and bad because I think um, people can have very strong emotions attached to those words. But if you have an experience in your reality or you have people in your reality that are not aligned with what you actually want, this is actually a very powerful tool for helping you come to a decision on what you do actually want and how you do actually want to show up in your life. So for me, when I was back at uni and I was studying my master's and I was like, oh my goodness, I do not want to do this. I'm feeling absolutely trapped right now. I don't want to go straight from this into a career. I had so many of those. I don't want my life to be like this. I don't want my life to feel like this. And it felt so heavy. But you know what came of that was the most freeing decision that I've ever made, which was actually to move from Scotland to Australia. I had decided I was going to move overseas for a year with one of my best friends. Actually, we'd both come to a decision that it was something that we wanted to do. And actually, three weeks before we were due to leave, my best friend let me know that she was not going to be coming anymore. So I could either go alone or not go at all, which which was huge for me. I had solo travel just was not even on my radar at all. But I had already given up my apartment. I had quit my job. So I was like, I can't really stay either. Yeah. So I decided to go by myself. And I just wanted for that year just to experience freedom, just to let myself try new things. And it was just so much more than I could have ever imagined from the seven weeks of solo travel before I got to Australia to that first year. And after that first year, I was like, well, you know what? What if I just stayed for another year? What if I just stayed for another year? And I've now been here for seven years. So that's why I really snowballed. So if I hadn't had that, I don't want my life to be this way. I don't want to feel this way. It wouldn't have led me to making a decision that changed the course of my life forever. So if you're currently in a place right now where things feel hard or things feel challenging, I know how easy it is to get sucked into the thinking of, really negative thought patterns and being so hard on yourself but just really commend yourself for being able to look at things because there are a lot of people who aren't actually willing to say that out loud who aren't willing to say I'm unhappy or I want things to change so even that realization in itself takes so much courage and and it takes so much power and um, I recently did a free training series which I'm, I'm sure will be in the show notes as well which is about getting unstuck in your manifestation journey and even if it's a journey that you've been on for a few years and feeling like oh well I know better I shouldn't be coming face to face with the same things that would have tripped me up a few years ago or why am I feeling stuck now but even just the process of asking yourself those questions knowing that you want things to be different opens a conversation can be the catalyst for the most incredible changes so where you are right now is exactly where you need to be to go where you want to go. Absolutely. And I think um, you bring up a really good point, like the feeling of a challenge or it feeling hard or, you know, to me, it's like that discomfort. It's really there to show you that you're not in the right spot. It's there to like push you that something isn't in alignment. You know, it's like that, um, it's like analogy or like story where it's like, you know, you have the mother bird in her nest And then when the little baby birds are ready to fly, she makes it uncomfortable for them. You know, she pushes them a little bit more to the edge and pushes them a little bit more to the edge where where it gets so uncomfortable, they're finally pushed out so they can learn how to fly. So I feel it's like, it's like that. It's like when your life or is in discomfort, instead of saying, you know, why is this happening to me? It's best to say, what is this, what is this trying to show me? 
or what is this moment trying to tell me? Because usually it's try it's telling you you're not it, this isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't right. This isn't the alignment. You know, think about any discomfort you have. You know, it's because something's not right. So I think I love that, you know, switching that perspective of, you know, feeling down or this isn't good or this is bad to, you know, this is such a gift because this is, you know, whatever you want to call it, God, universe, life, telling me it's time to move and whatever that move looked like. You know, for you, it was like a physical move, right? And for sometimes it's getting out of a relationship or quitting a job or, moving to a new city or moving to a new country or whatever it is, or just doing things to take care of yourself, you know, creating boundaries. It could be anything. But I, but I love, you know, redefining what discomfort in your life means is so powerful. Mm. Yeah. And there's something else I was going to say that's escaped my mind at this exact moment in time. Um, It'll come back to me. Yeah. It'll definitely come back to you. Absolutely. Oh, this has been such a good conversation. So what are some things that you've manifested that you've felt really excited about? Oh, there's been so many. And it's, you know, the number one thing I have to say has been the relationship with myself. Mm. I am turning 30 next week and I have to say I'm in the best. Thank you. Um, I'm in the best physical mental emotional spiritual space with myself and for the past I want to say five years when I have said I love myself I truly mean that I truly truly mean that I truly feel that and I have such a confidence and also appreciation for who I am not just how I look but the way that I think the thoughts that I have the visions that I have I just I really really adore it and after that first trip moving to Australia where I was terrified, ended up going alone by by default, really, not something that I had intentionally done. Mm-hmm. I've since traveled solo to maybe 10 countries by this point. And every time I go on a solo trip, I just have that deep appreciation for getting to spend this time for myself and really, truly being the creator of my life and I think that we all have that you know you don't have to go on a solo trip to experience it it's just some a time when I'm specifically conscious of it is it is such a gift to be able to choose it is the greatest gift that I think anyone can have so out of all the things that I've manifested you know manifesting my dream apartment manifesting a specific amount of money manifesting certain relationships the number one thing it always comes back to is myself because it was not always like this and I remember very clearly how it felt and very clearly how sad I was and how lost I felt and to not feel like that anymore is the biggest blessing ah I love that I love that and and again I feel like everything's coming back full circle because it's really about that return to self you know that return to to home which is like inside and so like cultivating that relationship with yourself is really the most important thing because you're right, you know, we do get caught up with like, let me get the job, let me get the money, let me get the man, let me get the car, let me get the house, blah, 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 blah. And we completely forget about the reason why we're here, which I personally think is just to fall in love with ourselves and to remember how powerful we are, you know, and to remember the the divine and the magic and the miracles that live within ourselves that we can bring about in our own lives, that we actually have the power to do that. 
So I absolutely, I love that manifestation. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, go ahead. Something else I have to say is um, I love when things finally come back. When I, you know, people always used to say that expression, like, oh, it'll make sense one day or things always come back around, you know, like the law of karma, like you put out good, then good will come back to you. And you're doing these things and you're not seeing the bigger picture, but you're just committed to doing things, doing things, doing things. And then when you finally do, are able to step back and see the bigger picture or when someone makes a comment and it all makes sense, like those are the moments to me that I really, really cherish. Um, And I think that we have so many of these instances in the everyday. And I really encourage people to not only like, what evidence do I have that this is already working out, but like what incredible thing happened to me today and how can I be more appreciative of what a powerful manifester I already am? We place a lot of emphasis on how can I become better? But I think in order to have more or become better, we actually need to get much better at acknowledging how powerful we already are and making it a really consistent practice of not just looking out for the inadvertent commas big things, but looking at the things that are happening on a day-to-day basis. Like, For my clients, noticing that they're shifting through a limiting belief is not just at the time when we're doing a session. So if we're doing a hypnosis or I'm doing a masterclass specifically on that limiting belief, but where they're put in a situation where previously that would have thrown them off or sent them into a spiral and they can see that fork in the road. Okay, I could react the way that I always react. I could do what I've always done or I could do something differently and I'm gonna choose to do something differently and standing in that power like that to me is just the epitome of of growth i agree it's when you it's when you realize that you have the power to choose that you know anything outside of you is it more powerful than you are that you mm-hmm. get to choose how you respond to a person an incident an event a thing and that's really where your power lies is in your choice. You know, we can't control what happens, you know, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's really the power. Even when it comes to like manifestation, you know, when something unpleasant or discomforting or what we call quote bad or whatever happens, we have the power to say, well, this is just, you know, almost like what you said, looking for evidence that it's working. Well, this just had to happen to get me closer to what I want. Or you could trigger and spiral and think, oh, my God, this means I'm not going to get what I want. This is horrible. I can't believe this is happening. Of course it's happening, blah, 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 blah. The same thing happened, but your relationship to it changed. You know, your perspective changed. The way you responded to it changed. And most importantly, the meaning that you gave it changed. Because that's really how you get, you know, different results in your life is what meaning am I going to give things? And that's where your power is. And no one can take that away from you because you always have the power to decide what meaning am I going to give this? So I absolutely love that. So good. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Effia. So I have a couple more questions and then we will wrap it up. So my first one is how do you self-soothe? Like when you feel yourself getting triggered or just a bad day or something's going on, how do you, how do you soothe yourself? Well, first of all, I think I really have to take a moment and check in with myself and check in with my emotions. I think I have become so much better at this because I used to be such a reactive person and 
like not only snap at other people but also snap at myself Uh and now when I'm in the moment I can I can take a pause whether it's with if I'm in a conversation with someone else or whether I'm in conversation with myself I'm not having a good day and particularly if I'm having a bit of a day where I feel off something I like to do is I I reset my day I pretend that I've just woke up I'm like oh day starting again do my meditation again do my journaling (laughs) again and just like kind of start over or even yeah. just like signal in my mind, like taking a few deep breaths, like doesn't have to be my whole one hour morning routine, but I do something that signals like, I'm just going to start from like right now, this moment. And I'm also someone who I very much used to be all or nothing. Like if, if I'm not getting everything done, then I might as well just not do anything at all because it's not going to be perfect. Whereas now I'm like, even if I am not feeling my best, what's just like one small thing that I could do that will move me even just like 1% closer to where I want to go. And just doing that really helps to, to disrupt things. And I will also say that my fitness journey has, has done so much for me. I've never been like an unhealthy person, but I have had an interesting relationship with the gym and health and things like that. And I went on this quite big Euro trip last year and when I came back, I found it really challenging to get back into a consistent gym routine where previously I'd been going three times a week. Mm. And so rather than just trying to force myself to go to the gym, force myself to go to the gym, when I obviously just wasn't really resonating with it, I decided to, well, I did, did all the things. I took up pole dancing, I took up Pilates, and I also took up yoga as well. Mm-hmm. And it went from struggling to get myself to go to the gym three times a week to going five days a week to one activity or other. So when I'm feeling disconnected from myself, if I can get myself to a Pilates class or get myself to a yoga class or get myself to the gym, getting out of my head and into my body, it just is just creates a whole nother level of connection. And it really helps me to to support myself by by doing something that is nurturing for me without mm-hmm. me feeling like I need to be up there in my head because I can be active, I can communicate with my body and in moving my body, the answers might come to me that way too. I love that. Yeah, like the mind, the mind-body connection and and really being present and it's almost like we were talking about earlier about like visualizing or meditating and like you know the different things that we do to to connect and feel you know connecting to yourself where where you're focused is a form of meditation too you know so it is a form of you know connecting and focusing i love that or any type of creativity so i have so my last question for you is what would you tell your younger self if you could go back and talk to that 14-year-old girl, what would you tell her? Mm, I was actually thinking about this in the shower today. Not my 14-year-old self, but my 20-year-old self, because obviously I'm, I'm 30 next week, so oh, it's been a whole decade. Oh, um, tell us both, and I think, 15 and 20. <laughs> I think at 14, 15, I think I would have just told myself that everything is going to work out okay, because... It was such a big fear that I had that I was going to get left behind or that I wasn't going to have the same things that my friends had. I wasn't going to be able to have the same experiences because I was different, because my upbringing was different, because it was going to be more time for me to get in those same rooms. And I think I would have just told myself that things were going to be okay because although things were okay, I put so much myself 
that it just ended up almost going the other way in that I was overachieving and to everyone else it was like wow can't believe she's doing all these amazing things but inside it was challenging and I really held myself to such unhealthy ideals to achieve and for what yeah and then what would you tell your 20 year old self have more fun do more crazy stuff <laughs> <laughs> me too me too i'm like you need to be a little wilder <laughs> oh i love it well happy happy early birthday sending you lots of love and well wishes and oh, thank, thank you so much mm-hmm. and thank you so much for joining us and so for everyone listening how you connect with effia will all be linked down in the show notes in the description box but do you want to just quickly tell us where we can find you and connect with you the Becoming Her Collective, and everything else that you're offering? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Fiasalta underscore, and you can always DM me. I love hearing from people who have you know, resonated with something that I've said. If you want to... Oh, I think your mic went out for a little. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so you can check out, if you want to work with me, my website is ifiasalsa.com and you can learn more about both the Becoming Her Collective as well as private one-on-one coaching. And then lastly, I have a free training series, which is called Unstuck Deep Strategies for Manifesting Your Dream Lifestyle, which is four short, less than 10-minute podcast episodes helping you go through a series of strategies to get a stuck and get into your divine self i love that thank you so much and for everybody listening don't forget to check out the description box in the show notes definitely connect with her on instagram and with her unstuck podcast and also with her collective and more and then also check out our courses our patreon our merch and grab our free self-love guide so with that everybody take care i love you and we'll see you next time bye Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon.